Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Harrop. I've been in different leadership positions over the last seven years, and the most rewarding thing is when I'm able to help women on their way to a promotion or a better position with another company. I'm here to help so many more women see their potential and implement small changes every day to make a huge impact in their career. I focus on confidence, self-awareness, communication, growth mindset, networking, and more. If you're ready to believe in yourself and take action, you're in the right place. Let's go. Hello, hello, friends. I am so excited to have you here with me this week. I know I say that often, but I am extra excited and stoked for this week because we are coming up on one year of Next Level Leaders being out as a podcast. Holy cow. It's crazy to think about one year ago and the dreams and aspirations that I had for the podcast and things that have worked out well and things that I am still very much working on. So it's really cool to hit this kind of a milestone again. I never knew where this was going to take me and I cannot even begin to imagine and get all excited about what's going to be happening in the next year, but so much good stuff to come I officially launched the podcast, at least the sneak peek, as of July 22nd last year. So this is going to come out on July 21st, so pretty much 365 days apart, almost so close. But I've really been disciplined and showing up for you guys wanting to be here for weekly content. And sometimes it's a struggle. Sometimes I don't know what I want to be sharing. And sometimes I definitely feel a little bit of a block and think, do I really want to put out an episode this week? And I think I've missed three weeks in total for the year. So I am very proud of that. I do want to get better and make sure that I am providing content weekly. And sometimes that means I am editing episodes that come out either a day late or that come out really late on Tuesday. And you know what? It's life and it's not perfect. I know that I'm always going to be a work in progress and that is perfectly okay with me. My motto has been for the last few years, at least one of my mottos is one step in the right direction. So as long as you are making progress in the direction that you want to head in, that is what I ask of you. It's what I ask of myself. And I don't think that it's extreme. You know, when you think of going to the gym or diets and different things like that, I've never really been someone, well, I've never really done a diet. I've done a meal plan once for 12 weeks and that was really helpful, but I would not call it a diet as more of eating more healthy. I don't love the term diet and I'm not really into the whole health and wellness scene, but I do want to be more positive about how I see different things. And same thing with the gym. I've never been very good at consistently going, 
but I do try to make different decisions or go out on walks or do different things that are going to keep me active. I love flag football. Me and my husband used to be on a co-ed flag football team. It was the best time. So anyway, what I'm getting at is head in the right direction and where you are at today, look in either direction of no progress versus progress and take the one step that you can take to head in a good direction. That is what has led me to get my podcast out there and believe in myself and make very small steps over the last year, even in my business and all the things that I have coming up on the horizon are from these very small planted seeds that are now starting to sprout. So I'm really excited. And again, I cannot wait until next year when I look back on this current year. I mean, how can you not go anywhere but up from 2020? I had so many different plans for this year, but uh, everyone's 2020 has been different than what they had planned for the most part. So head in the right direction and uh, I think you will be very happy with yourself when you set kind of a minimum baseline where you say, hey, as long as I do this small effort, it's in the right direction. I also have other exciting news for you as well. I have launched my course, How to Go from Actively Searching to Landing Your Next Job is available. If you want to click on it in the show notes, it will be linked there. You can go ahead and get it half off right now. I don't know how long I'm going to be doing this sale for, but again, it'll be linked in the show notes and you can add the code half off, all one word, at checkout for 50% off the course. Again, I don't know how long I'm going to keep that active for. It's a great deal right now. The course is very inexpensive in itself, but I wanted to do it half off for a little while for anyone who is out there actively searching for a job during this pandemic. Okay, so I wanted to talk to you about how to improve your virtual interview. And if you are like most other people in the world right now, you might be working from home, you might not have a job right now and doing all sorts of different virtual interviews. So I wanted to go over this because I was talking to a client and we discussed some tips of how to improve her virtual interview and I thought it might be helpful to share with everyone else as well. So three tips I'm going to review with you today are removing distractions, eye contact, and then recording yourself. All of these, well, at least the first two probably sound pretty obvious, but we're going to discuss them a little bit deeper than the surface. So removing distractions, not only is that sounds, but it's also like your background So if you are interviewing and you're in your bedroom or your living room or kitchen, wherever you're at, start a video or whatever you can do to show the screen to see what you're going to be showing behind you and try to remove as much clutter or distraction as much as possible. You want the focus to be on you. So as little 
as possible that you can have behind yourself as far as distractions, that is ideal. Again, you do the best that you can, but if it's possible, definitely try to set something up where you can have some sort of a neutral background or not much of a distraction. As far as sounds go, that's pretty obvious as well, but if you have kids, see if you can get a babysitter perhaps or a family member to take care of the kids for that time. I know it can be so difficult to schedule and get everything working, but if you can have a quiet background where you're not going to have distractions because I know when I hear my kids, if I'm on a coaching call or whatever it may be, if I hear my kids in the background, my mind starts thinking like, oh, are they okay? Do I need to cut this short? Okay, now my train of thought is distracted. So it it's definitely not helpful. And if you are getting distracted by having the little ones at home, it's likely not going to go very well in your interview. Eye contact is a big one and it's a little hard because you might be looking at them, but depending on the screen that you have, maybe you're looking at them, but they feel like you're looking down because of where you have them placed on your screen. So I try to move the screen around or minimize the screen a little bit so that I can see their face closer to the camera. I'll like minimize in zoom, for example, I'll minimize it. So it's just a small box and I'll put it up near where my camera is so I can still be looking at them and reading their body language while also looking very closely to where my camera is. And it will look like I'm making more eye contact. As often as you can in your virtual interview, have that eye contact and show that confidence through what you're saying and with that eye contact. It's a big thing and I know when I've done in-person interviews or um, virtual interviews, it makes such a difference when you feel like you are connecting because you're actually like looking each other in the eye. It's a little bit... uh, personal and can get a little bit too much at times if you uh, don't know when to break eye contact of course but you get what I'm saying. Something that can help as well with eye contact is having your notes if you're going to write some notes to help you feel a little bit more confident throughout your interview. Place those notes on your screen so have them written out in a notepad. That's exactly what I'm reading off of right now for this podcast. I keep most of my podcast episodes listed in my notepad and then I jot down different thoughts and that way I can be reading them while I'm speaking into the microphone instead of looking down and potentially not catching my voice the way that I want the microphone to catch it. Same thing goes for the eye contact when you're in a virtual interview. You'll want to make sure that you have your notes close to where the camera is again so that you can be able to see the person speaking, see your notes if you want to have anything written down for examples, and then especially like if you have questions, write anything down uh, that will help you and maintain that eye contact. Another thing in regards to eye contact and seeing and reading their body language, I also like to have it in a gallery view. I know that Zoom does that. 
Um, I know that many other platforms do that as well. I like to have it in the view where I can see myself speaking as well, because if I start to slouch or whatever it may be, I can correct myself and be more self-aware because I can see myself and I can see the speaker. The last thing I wanted to mention is recording yourself. So I think it's helpful if you go onto your phone and pull up your voice notes or actually record yourself when you're speaking, of course, out of view from the person who's interviewing you and don't think of it as a distraction. You're just setting it up because you're going to get some feedback for yourself. I think it's helpful to listen back for two things. It's helpful to listen back on how you answered each question. Were you confident? Did you actually answer the question that was asked? This is such a big one where a question was asked and we kind of think through a couple of scenarios that might fit. We go with one of those scenarios or examples and then at the end we're like, oh my gosh, I don't even remember what the actual question was and maybe you didn't even answer it very well. And again, one thing I will highly recommend and not ever do is respond saying, I hope that answers your question. If you are ever not sure if you answered the question, ask them to restate the question again to ensure that you answered it properly and and to your own satisfaction. If you feel like you need to expand on it a little bit, I would ask if you can do that and likely they will give you that opportunity. The next thing is to be able to write down the question for future improvements. Anytime a client is done with an interview, I always recommend to go right out to your car and reflect on your interview and write down as many questions as you can that you remember. This is also helpful if you bring like a pen and paper into an interview and there's multiple interviews. During each interview break, you can rewrite the questions that were asked and that helps you kind of stay in that same train of thought and help you stay in that same mindset that you're in the interview phase so you don't necessarily break that with distractions of being on your phone. I do not recommend you being on your phone in between interviews if that's ever the case. Please do not do that because it breaks your train of thought. It breaks you into getting more comfortable. So your body language is going to show much more relaxed. And if the person walking in is interrupting you being on your phone, it can be really like awkward and uncomfortable for you or them. So I recommend not to be on your phone and instead reflect on the questions that were asked in the first interview, which may help you think of potential questions for that current interview that you're going to be getting. Writing down the questions are so helpful because again, it helps you reflect and then it helps you prepare for future interviews. So if you get turned down for this position, you will know that you are able to answer that more confidently, more thoroughly, more precise, or whatever it may be that you feel like you could have improved on. I love being able to go back and re-listen and say, okay, I could have done this better. Okay, I could have explained that a little bit differently and it would have been shorter and it would have gotten the same point across. Things like that are helpful when you write down and do some of that self-reflection. Now, when you do both of these things, 
if you have recorded yourself, whether it's via video or just voice, you will know what questions you maybe want to follow up on in your thank you email. And in that thank you email, you are always welcome to expand on an answer you feel like maybe you didn't answer fully. You could say, hey, when you asked me this question, I feel I didn't give you a response that had enough depth to it or information that I felt was necessary to share. So what I would have included is this and then provide a brief response. We don't want to be writing huge paragraphs by any means in our thank you email, but it is helpful to respond and be aware of that. I've sat in many interview reviews where we've gone over, you know, 40 plus candidates and it has always stuck out if someone reached out and said, Hey, I did not do my best in that interview on this response If I had been able to answer it again, I would have said this. And it shows much self-awareness and humility to be able to call yourself out on it and say, hey, I didn't do really well on that question and I'd like a chance to redeem myself almost. So that has certainly gone over well in different interview reviews of all of the different candidates. Again, Not all of these may be new things to you, but I'm hoping that there are a few things here or there that you can take from this podcast episode and implement into your virtual interviewing. Or if you know other people who are interviewing virtually, I would love for you to share this episode with them because it may be helpful in them landing a job. Again, I have my course available right now called how to go from actively searching to landing your next job, definitely go check it out. It will be linked in the show notes and you can also find it linked on my website, nicoleharrop.com. All right, until next time, we'll see you later. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Next Level Leaders. If today's episode resonated with you, please take a quick screenshot, share it to your Instagram and tag me at nicole.harrop. I love to see it and it means the world to me. I appreciate you helping to spread the word so I can help more women. See you on next week's episode.